0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Today, I sit down with Alan and Charlie as they look at their business from above. They say, you know what? I'm doing something that's working, but it's not going to continue to sustain and allow us to grow. So, I have to pivot. And uh, in this episode, we talk about the pivot. We talk about changing the way we're doing things. A lot of hiring talk here, Uh, really, a lot of strategy, of course. But it's a great episode for anyone who is doing too much of everything, needs to narrow down, and just needs some of those principles hammered in a little bit more. So this is a great business breakthrough, and it starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control. Of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. All right. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Business Breakthrough. I'm here with Alan and Charlie of AWP Contracting. Uh, Just briefly touch base on a little bit about what they do. They work primarily for real estate investors. So what's the goal for you guys? You know, typically when people come on here, there's kind of like a roadblock or something. What's that area of your business you're kind of just wanting some clarity on? Are you looking to branch out and do your own kind of marketing? Are you tired of working underneath someone? Are you looking for more consistency? Uh, What's what's the issue? So basically, um,
1: right now, I'm very involved in the business. So I work pretty much every day. We've really struggled on getting good people, you know, to come work for us. It's kind of hard for us to hire in this area, I guess. Yeah. Um, But since you're hiring, of course, you know, we have kind of got a few things out and got some applications in. Right. Um, For us, biggest thing was Craigslist. Um, That's kind of where we got most of the responses. Love it. Okay. Um, But the biggest problem is is we're in a kind of a small town area. Um, And I actually, my main employee right now, my number one guy, he is actually like a family friend. He's actually part of our family. Um, and I'm kind of running into some issues, you know, with with what's going on in the sense of you know, sometimes I feel like I can't say exactly what I want to when it's related to the business because it'll hurt a personal relationship.
0: Yeah. Um, So maybe maybe him showing up late or not working the way that he needs to, in the way that you kind of feel like you don't have authority on your own on your own job site.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean he does a great job and he's not really late or anything, it's just sometimes, you know. I'm real bad. I'm real OCD about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll kind of say something over and over again. And then I understand it's kind of my fault in the sense of, you know, like I need to let him make mistakes and let him kind of learn on his own and stuff. And I kind of mm-hmm. am like, fool fool a lot of the time, but at the same time, you know, I just want that. Little hey, your
0: name's bad. on the line, right? I mean, this is exactly. your business. You, 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 <laughs> this is your livelihood. This is what feeds your family. And it's like, you know, that the, if the standard stays high and remains high, You'll always have work, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's right. Yeah. OCD is good to a certain extent in business. Okay, like OCD um, can be combated with supervision, right? Like OCD doesn't need to be micromanaged. Um, and does, and I yeah. think that like what's that?
1: That's kind of what I'm doing as a micromanaging
0: when I yeah, uh, really yeah. you got it. Well, I think if you if you do that, it's kind of like you're squeezing the lemon as hard as you possibly can and it's like when you do that it's just like you know you're you're just you're creating an environment of of like you know i'm not allowed to be creative i'm not trusted i'm not you know valued and for a family friend they know you so it's like all right that's how he is like i still love him you know but as you transition to employees you're going to scare him away you know you're in a very interesting predicament and i don't know if you heard me say this on the podcast whenever i hear of remodelers number one, it's, it's very, very hard to find entry level or employees to just come right in and to be like you, because if they were as good as you, why are they looking for a job? They would probably be doing their own business because they're so versatile. You know what I'm saying? So
1: actually me and Charlie have actually recently, so like, you know, we listen to what you're doing and, you know, we really want to kind of get this, to where it pretty much runs itself you know like where of course you know i still want to be part of it i still want it to be you know awp and part of us but at the same time you know i i want to kind of you want to drive to
0: the estimates you want to sell the jobs you want to collect the checks oversee the jobs that's where you need to be it's not about want to be that's that's what you should be striving for in the first first year or so your business like that needs to be the goal but the problem that you're running into, man, is the fact that, like, you do so many different things. You do bathroom remodels, plumbing. You know, you do probably a little electric, right? Yeah, yeah. Probably we're doing electric. Out. Yeah, we're knocking we, we, down yeah. walls. Yeah, Dude, you're looking for – not only are you looking for a, a good person to come work for you, you're also looking for a majestic unicorn. Not just a unicorn. I'm, you're looking for one that can – that can, you know, teleport, you know, I mean, one, I mean, this is going to be impossible for you to find at your stage, primarily for a few reasons, working for investors, you don't really get to control, uh, how much you really want to sell the job for, you know, because ultimately you're under the, the, the demise of a budget, right? Like they, they're, they're trying to get this house flipped or rented as quickly as possible for as little amount upfront, right? Was that usually who you're working for? Yeah, it's hard I'm to expand. Gonna... Go ahead, We're... Charlie.
2: To say this before so we thought maybe if we start bringing on more people on our team we can have you know the employee that he's talking about that already works with us we'll keep working on flips together and then we can start bringing in new employees just to do flooring and painting jobs
0: there you go yeah I love it when that idea comes up and you guys have already accepted it because you gotta you gotta branch this out a little bit if you trust your guy um you know to be able to do the wide range of tasks on site. Okay. That's great. Keep him there and let him, let him flourish. Maybe even you go there. Tell me your name again. I'm sorry. I'm focused on Alan, 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 if you go there and you help him. Okay that's fine like it's kind of like a separate gig cuz again you need you you're the you're the master skill set in your business so it's not like you know you could you can you, you can just forget about that but if you start a little flooring or a painting division and you learn how to build a process that doesn't need to be micromanaged that mm-hmm. can start generating some income that could be that can be done on its own you're gonna you're gonna have uh, you're gonna come to a crossroads and you're gonna say okay do i want to expand this awesome thing that's happening over here because i'm becoming a specialist or do i want to keep running myself dry soon you're going to start to resent the the remodeling business because you're going to recognize that if you just keep doing one thing you're going to get to the financial goal you want and the time goal that you want because it's inevitable yeah, and right. honestly,
1: man, it's already kind of started to happen a little bit, like, okay. you know, back in the day, you know, I mean, I don't get me wrong, I love what I do, like, you know what I mean, I, I enjoy, I love making people happy, I love yeah. kind of being that start to finish, you know, the, the transformation, yeah. but within the past year, I've actually noticed myself showing up to jobs and just not being happy, I mean, mm. um, you know, like, just, just stuff, you know. Especially like we yeah. just big church job. It was like a three month long job. it wow, was dude. Eight thousand square foot of square earth flooring, you know, it was, it was huge. And by the end of it, man, I was just, I was done. You know, I was mentally and physically just.
0: You didn't even want to. You didn't even want to start the next job.
1: Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's why we actually took a break, like, and we went straight into doing like, you know, like we did a few French doors and right. like some smaller stuff that we could knock out quickly. You know, kind right, like right, right. of you know, get difference. our energy up. Yeah, to kind of get sure, like, sure.
0: One thing that is, is not concerning, but something that you need to address is, is the fact of perfection, right? Like perfection is not going to happen. Don't forget about it, but it can be refined as you grow. And as these people start working alongside you, they see how you want it done. Um, You know, the first thing I would say to someone like you as a perfectionist is first outline, number one, the job type that you want to do let's assume that you want to do flooring sounds like you guys know flooring pretty well and then i'm i'm pretty sure you know how to do trim and molding and all the things that come along with flooring you gotta yeah oh you can do it too (laughs) good
2: experience and the fact that he so easily taught me we love it good so
0: so here 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 alan here's what you need to do number one you got to create what's called an sop standard operating procedures okay how you want the job done. Right. And I think it's more than just the actual work. It's actually everything that comes before and after the work that's important to you. So when you go to a customer's house, do you want them to take their shoes off? (laughs) Like, is that something that you would walk in and see that would upset you? Obviously it's just an example, probably not, but like something as, as simple as, you know, if they came to work and, you know, uh, didn't greet the customer, you know, without you being there, I'm sure that's something that's important to you. Right. So like, you got to outline that because if you don't, then you can't hold them accountable if they don't do it. Like that's,
1: that's how you combat that. Okay, cool. Um, So gonna take notes on all this stuff. And like, we definitely like, we even like kind of, you know, we, we listen to a bunch of podcasts about this kind of stuff, you know? Um, and that's the one thing that, that, you know, we really feel like we should do, especially in our, you know, cause like you said, I am so OCD and I like it a certain way. So like if I draw it out and write it out for them, it kind of makes it a little easier. Um, but the question that I had, I kind
0: of drew a blank. Well, it's not so much that it makes it easier. It's that it's kind of like what you should have done on day one about exactly how you want a floor laid, you know, where you want them to start or what you want them to do in terms of, You know, the process, are you doing a two man team? Are you doing a one man team? Are you, you know, what is the skill set that the leader must have? Is he the one that's getting up and doing the cuts? And does the person who is helping him come to the actual saw and grab the board and put it back? Or does the person cutting run and give it to the guy who's, you know, like, bro, you know, this business so well, you just got to get it out of your head. And yeah, the reason I'm why I'm saying that. it's, yeah, you Amazing. got to. I really are. Yeah. And the hardest you,
2: part has been too, since we're doing remodeling, is like, there's so many different jobs. Whereas if we had the painting and flooring business, it'd be so much easier to do Well,
0: that. you keep running into roadblocks and there's no consistency, you know? And I think in a remodeling sense, general contractors are general contractors for good reason. They are a main contractor and they sub out everything, okay? So in other words, like, a general contractor would be driving themselves nuts. If they had to lay the foundation, put up the bricks, you know, install the plumbing. I mean, they would be out they, We wouldn't get any houses built. They understand the concept very well. Is that, okay, well, I'm just going to be a really good delegator and I'm going to find specialists to complete what we're doing. And then the residential remodeling market opens up and, and contractors like you come in and say, well, you know, I have this one client. All right. I don't have a ton of clients. So I'm going to do the work. And you're doing essentially that. You're doing the plumbing. You're doing the flooring. You're doing the painting. You're doing the you know, texturing. You're doing all these things. And and you know this, so I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but you guys are on the right path. Find a niche that you like. But here's the thing. You're getting work right now from real estate investors. That's essentially easy pickings because you didn't have to go out and market yourself. Maybe, maybe a little bit, but when you enter into a niche, you need consistent work if you're going to keep a team busy. Have you thought about that? Is that a concern of yours that you want to address?
1: Yeah. yeah. So um, we actually do a little bit more marketing. We actually do like word of mouth, which I know isn't like, you know, the best way to doing it, but the we've
2: actually,
1: yeah, we actually have like, you know, the signs and stuff up and okay. is actually built a really nice website. Um, okay. And I was actually wondering, like, I don't know, like, I know that this stuff is kind of, You know, one thing, but like I was wondering, like, if we wanted to get into details about the website building, I know I hear you talk about on your podcast. Uh, maybe we'll have to to,
0: a website, a website is just like a yard sign. And if you're not running traffic to your website, it's like a yard sign at a house that's deep in the woods. So, in other words, like
2: Yeah,
0: I, I I think it's great that you built a nice website, but again, if you're not running traffic to that website, essentially if you're not putting the website on a billboard where people are driving that actually want your service, then they don't go there. In our industry, it's not so much people just stumble across your website and say, Oh, I want to quote. That's not how it works. A website really is just, Oh, they're a legitimate company. I can, after I've decided I want to quote from them because I was brought here from somewhere, maybe a Google ad or a Facebook ad. Okay. Let me look at their website, see if they're legit. And that's where Charlie's design skills come in to make them feel like you guys are legitimate. But again, if there's no traffic running to that website, it's as good as a yard sign on a back road that no one's gonna see.
2: Right, and I think that's where we get most of our clients from is we do the like, bandit signs almost yep. around all of our neighborhoods and then they go to our website and then they give us a call.
0: Well, And that's good. And I think that, again, that helps because they, that's, that's essentially traffic. You essentially put something somewhere where they saw it and then they did a little research on you and then they called you, okay? So that's good. Yes.
2: Focusing in on the flooring and painting, like we get calls for everything, like French
0: doors and You got it. I was just gonna say that. It's like when you see the word contracting, that opens up the floodgates. That's kind of like uh, you know, a restaurant saying food, <laughs> you know? Like, well, what are they what are they good at? Like there's restaurants that are steakhouses, there's restaurants that are Mexican food, there's restaurants that are Japanese food, there's restaurants that are sushi. It's like wouldn't it be crazy if they just said food? <laughs> they wouldn't be good at anything.
1: So basically you're saying we need to kind of if we do want to get into the painting and flooring kind of with that side of it. Maybe
0: change our
2: name? That would yes. need a
0: name. 1000%, 1, 1000% 1, because it's not so much like I love and here if you want to keep it you can you could do a DBA that's on all your marketing but you're going to miss out on a significant amount of ignorant co- customers who don't understand what contracting means, but like you're going to miss out on a significant amount of business because it just doesn't say flooring.
1: What do you They're mean about see- the, the doing business ads?
0: Well, in t- well, in so you mean running ads?
1: No, no the, the DBA.
0: Oh, a DBA is okay. So you can keep your actual entity, which is um, uh, your your actual name. Was it a, AWC contracting?
1: AWP. Contract. AWP,
0: excuse me. I'm trying to read your hat. So AWP <laughs> contracting, but you guys can have awp flooring as a doing business as underneath okay so you don't have to like redo your whole business you can just do a dba yeah Yeah, you could keep so it's kind of like it's like awp is like an umbrella entity for this dba of flooring okay i kind of like new
2: signs we could just do like i would
0: really give that a go guys and i think that you know you I'm know, look thought. at that's, that's, yeah. Well, it's stressful <laughs> having to redo your whole brand. You could keep the logo too. I mean, shirts and hats yeah. and
2: stuff already. Yeah. Well, I'm just yeah. saying, yeah. I'm
1: like the fact that it's been contracting for so long, you know. And of course, I recently, you know, and in the past, I've been wanting to do the broad spectrum, but yeah, I've always wondered, you know, kind of just to myself, like how how are we going to only get the paint? And it's just such a simple thing. I just,
0: yeah. Well, I think you should pick one of the two, painting or flooring. Which one do you like?
1: Well, honestly, I mean. We like flooring, but I have a lot of painting equipment.
0: All right. So, painting honestly is going to be the easiest to market, sell, and produce. Okay. You can take someone off the street and teach them how to paint rather than having to teach someone how to make a, you know, a 22 cut on a crown molding or a baseboard bro you know which yeah, takes yeah. you know which takes a mental you know like you know i mean it took you a long time to master right yeah so
1: you gotta cut it backwards crown, down you gotta flip
0: that. it you gotta <laughs> dude it's insane my father-in-law does it, so i know so you know to get someone as good as my father-in-law again i mean i don't even have to go to our crown jobs i don't even have to go to my flooring jobs because he's so good bro so it's like if i don't if i wanted to duplicate that for me it's like it's near impossible because i have to find someone that good with that level of customer service and care that level of quality it's just hard right yep. the, only, the highest level skill in painting is spraying and in house painting you're only spraying doors and soffits there's only two things that you really need to spray which you could go do if it gets to the point where you just can't find anyone you could just do the soffits real quick and the door and then leave
1: my god right? like the number one I was telling you about, I mean, he's, he's, he's actually really, really good at spraying. So. Ah,
0: so there you go. I mean, right, and, and right. I honestly, I mean, it always feels like I always convert people to painting on this podcast, but it's like mm-hmm. the margins are really good because it's a lot easier to add the paint to the price in painting rather than the flooring because the paint prices are very similar across the board. You're mm-hmm. not going to get like a range, like in flooring, what is it? You can find a $2 square foot floor and all a freaking... Seven dollar square foot floor, so it's hard to give them a package price of labor and materials, right? Sure. Yes, well, with painting, hey, this is your paint, this is your materials. We're gonna buy everything. It's great paint from Sherwin Williams. Like, okay, great, and then you can mark up both. Now, you he, know,
1: here, I mean, like we we've, we've never bought material like ever. I mean, like I've always made it. it yeah, you should in right paint
0: now. for sure. In for paint, you should hundred percent. We should. Yeah, because you're gonna. I mean, I would never run a painting business without buying materials simply because. Do you
1: uh, well, upcharge anything like that? Or do you just give them straight up what you get? Uh,
0: of course upcharge. It's a okay. 50%. Okay. It, it's a 50% on both labor and materials. That's what we shoot for. So if,
1: sure it, if you use Sherman williams you know, like they pay like, I don't know. I don't want to say numbers out loud, but literally, you know, our contract pricing is ridiculous. I don't
0: care. Yeah. I mean, for us, like you got to realize that the average customer goes into Sherman williams and sees $70 a gallon. Yeah, I get can. it for 30, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah. guess what? The average customer goes into a flooring store and sees the same price we do, <laughs> like.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I never thought about that either. You know, like with painting and stuff. You know, we have such a big margin that we have control yeah. over. With flooring, there's absolutely none. You know what I mean? It's hard. Very
0: to- small. That's why you have to keep small teams with flooring. You can really only do two. And right now, we only when we sell flooring jobs, we only do labor because. I don't want to have to, you know, go back when they say, Oh, well, I want an $8 square foot floor. And then I've already worked profit on top of the material. And they go into a flooring store and say, Well, what are you charging me an extra dollar per square foot for I could just buy it here. You know, it's like, it's just, That's dude, it's, it's just one of those things. So uh, painting is going to give you the opportunity to grow, it's going to give you the opportunity to find really good um, help a lot easier. You know, it's like you could teach someone how to prep. You can teach them how to roll and brush. I mean, I mean, I love it because the labor pool's wide open. Yeah, you and know? that's why kind
2: we've of been running into a little bit of issues because the, during the hiring process, we put like awesome handyman wanted, you know, instead of painter. We just switched out the word painter for handyman in your course.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We've just, we've not been getting the most ideal
0: applicants. Well, let me ask you this. Are you posting it on Craigslist or Indeed?
2: Uh, Facebook, we did Indeed, too, and then Craigslist.
0: Okay. So when you put it on uh, Indeed, did you actually write the actual copy that you saw in my hiring course about exactly what you're looking for?
2: Yes, but we okay. kind of switched out just the word.
0: Just switched out. Oh, you put handyman or you put painter? Handyman. Oh, okay. Well, that's why. Because a handyman. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Before that, yeah, before this, we were we, we, were, we sure were still so
0: up. So you got to realize the average like person who wants to get into the trades sees painting and says oh i can do painting the average person who wants to get in the trades sees handyman and says holy crap i don't want to change out people's toilets
1: yeah the only the only people that put application in which which kind of you know through a red fly to begin with and of course there are people that answer questions and we're just like how how can you even answer that
0: question? oh you guys did the form you guys yeah. for the yeah. form. in that good because you can yeah. really
1: yeah. Crazy. see and there was like, the one that says like you can um if you make a mistake do you just hide it and don't tell anybody and, <laughs> Someone then, chose and them. one chose it and i was like oh my god oh
0: my goodness dude. and
2: we did the facebook you know Viewing their Facebook too, and the the good applications that we did get, they had you know like throwing up middle fingers and
0: see that's why you do it. That's why you do it. Hey, it's public information. You just put their name in Google and see what comes up. Nothing wrong with that.
1: Now the only Um, and the other thing I mean, of course, because I know the hiring and the application middle fingers or or, or whatever, right? We don't
2: want that in our business.
1: No, but um, everybody that gave us an application, of course, went for like crew leader. Like it didn't feel like anybody was being genuine about their their skill set. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, guys,
0: handyman, handyman is somebody. If somebody comes at you and says that they're a handyman, they they feel as though they can do anything.
1: Yeah. So okay. why would somebody who
0: feels yeah. like they can master whatever you're asking them to do take a position? And guess what, guys? You have a you put together a form that has uh you know three tiers of what role they want, dude. Handy men are used to working what alone. When have you ever seen two or more handy men on a job?
1: Yeah, true. So, yeah, dude, You're making a lot of sense as well. You know,
0: so with painting, you're gonna get people to say, you know what, I'm okay being the middle guy, or I'm okay being the, the bottom level guy to learn, right? So it's like because on a contemporary painting job, it's usually a couple guys, three or four, you know, like I like four, you know, when you get to that stage, you'll kind of see flows really well with four. So a lot of things to keep in mind in that regard, I would just say this, you don't really need to do the DBA. You don't need to do all that. I think you should just test it out with your company. Mm -hmm. I think that there should be a strategy in place of number one, How am I going to find people that want painting jobs? Like that's the question you guys should be conversing to one another is how do we find people who want a paint job? Now, right now in your area, there's somebody with a pulse and money that wants a painting job. And what they're going to do is they're going to Google painting in whatever area you live. You guys are absolutely nowhere to be found on that search. So that means that you will not get that opportunity.
1: I was wondering why we never really, you know what I'm saying? But we get painting jobs, you know, and, and like.
0: And, and we're of course. on
2: Google and we put like under our skills that we do painting. You guys
0: need to Google your own company the way a customer would. Kind of like how you guys, if you go on a date, you Google a restaurant. Yeah. It's yeah. the same thing. We all operate the same way. Everyone goes to Google. They go type in painter in this area or flooring contractor in this area. So. Yeah you're missing out on a lot of leads that want the work. Now, yes, there's people that drive by a yard sign and say, oh, you know what? It would be a good idea to get my house painted. I wonder what it would be. That's so- a different customer than somebody that, that mm-hmm. goes to Google and says, flooring contractor, painting contractor, because they're motivated, they know they need it and they're ready to buy it.
2: Right, and we have that under, under the details, but the name itself, should we change AWP Contracting on our Google page to AWP Painting?
0: At some point you should, I'm just saying it doesn't matter right now if you decide to buy leads, because guess what? If you sign up for Angie, okay, and you tell them you want painting leads, they'll send you leads today. And the customer doesn't get a say on whether or not they want someone called AWP Contracting to get their information. That's where you pick up the phone and you say, hey, you know, this is Alan with AWP Contracting and Painting. Just wanted to know if Tuesday worked for your estimate. You know, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying, like, don't let all these hurdles of changing the name, changing the branding, changing all this stuff stop you from learning how to get reps in for finding people that want paint jobs, quoting paint jobs, performing paint jobs. Once you say, OK, this works good. Hire someone underneath the person that's a family friend. If you feel as though they can run a job and they can paint and they can do everything that you want them to do, your relationship will probably be repaired because he's not having to do electrical plumbing taking down walls, remodeling. I mean, it's probably as stressful for him as it is you and he's not making as much as you. Okay. I would be stressed out too. I mean, if I'm being put to the wall every single day to remodel a house every single day or remodel an area, right? So when you tell him, Hey, this is how it's going to go. I would sit down and have an honest conversation and say, look, you know, I think we're spinning our running in circles here. I'm losing my joy for what we're doing. Think we're going to try this painting thing, and then emphasizes him. Hey, how do you feel about being the project manager? I think I can get a hire this week. When you go out and find a hire, guys, you don't need someone with painting experience. You need somebody that's willing to work and learn. If you have someone that you said, Alan, like this guy you said, he can spray. Yeah. What do you need an experienced painter for? Yeah. So in your ad, Charlie, you need to put awesome house painter wanted, and in parentheses, no experience required. You're going to get a hundred applications.
1: Cool. Now, I have another question about um, how important or because we never do meetings like we never sit down and like really have game plans and stuff. You know, I've always kind of just taken the, the, the punches as they go, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. Is it Should I like really, really start to make it, especially before I hire a lot of people, you know, that's why I, wanna, I really want to try to get all this stuff kind of figured out and get it kind of smooth rolling a little at least, at least, you know, know what I'm doing whenever it comes to hiring people. But should we actually have like legitimate meetings every week or every two weeks?
0: Don't think of them as meetings because meetings sound so mundane and boring. Um, it shouldn't be meetings. It's just think of, think of what you, th- you just said, meetings as alignment sessions. That's all you're doing is just aligning everyone's goal and vision. That's it. So make it a coffee. Meet them at the Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts. Sit outside for 15 minutes or so and just say, hey, guys, this is the goal this is what we want to accomplish. Hey, this customer said this. If you make it a meeting, uh, it's just miserable. Meeting is miserable. Alignment sessions is aligning the vision. And as a CEO of your company, you literally are the lead visionary. You guide the ship. If no one knows what's going on in here, Alan, okay, mm-hmm. then they're going to come up with their own vision of what they think is best. And that's where the frustration occurs because then you think that they don't care And they're just doing what a normal person would do. Well, if I'm not being told exactly what to do as an employee, I'm just going to do what I think is best. And then you come to the job and you say, well, what are you doing? Well, the SOP was the initial vision for how you want things done. And then you reiterate that and you hammer that out. Okay. So we got to take what's called intuition, which is how you operate inside your mind about things and how you do that. And we got to turn that into a process. Okay. So anything that you feel as though you're doing as the business owner that you're naturally good at, get it on paper so someone else can actually take that role from you. Right. That's going to be hard for you. But I'm telling you, with painting, I feel as though confident, as good as you are at your trade, you can look and see a paint job and say, okay, this is going well. My guy's got it taken care of. The new guy's learning well. Now I can sit back and talk to the customer and enjoy being a business owner.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm ready to get to that point.
0: Yeah, yeah. When it comes to marketing, you know, again, I say Angie or I say Thumbtack or I say these because right now you need them more than they need you. Okay. Don't misinterpret me here. There is a place in time where you should get most of your business from yard signs, word of mouth, organic Google listing and all that stuff but right now is not that time you need a springboard okay you need to get entered into the game you need to walk into the stadium and start playing right now if you guys depend on your word your word of mouth and your yard signs you're not going to get the testing done you're not going to be able to throw a new hire into a paint job you're going to have to you're going to have to settle and and alan you're going to be like all right well today you're not going to be doing painting you're actually going to be doing flooring at this remodel because I have no painting jobs for you yeah that's when that's when the momentum gets crushed the employees confused and he's thinking well that's not what I signed up for but I have to do it because I need to make money
2: right we don't want to put them in that situation
0: I know I can tell I just want to make you aware that spend the money on the marketing okay you could do Facebook marketing I think right now you should call Angie call Thumbtack have you used any of these services before? I mean, I've had, they, they all call me every day. I'm just trying to get using a home, home advisor
2: too, I think. Well, yeah. it's the same
0: company. Angie changed their name um, to home advisor, but it's Angie Leads. Don't do Angie's list. Super confusing. I don't know what they're doing. But anyway, I mean, for example, guys, let me give you an example. Uh, January 1, I actually really started my flooring company, Premium Flooring. Okay. Every day I have a flooring estimate. I have no marketing other than Angie leads for that. No one from no one knows premium painting that well to Google us and see if we started a premium floor flooring company. They don't care, you know. But what I'm interested in is how soon and how quickly can I get in front of people that want a flooring estimate? That's all I care about. Yeah. There's enough money to where I can spend a thousand dollars on ads for my flooring business because I know I'm going to generate on four jobs if our average job is three thousand dollars a week, that's twelve grand. So if I spend a thousand dollars, okay, subtract that from my twelve grand I make for the month, that's eleven grand, pay my labor. And that's it.
1: You're good. You're good. That's you're
0: good. the mentality though, because when we see a thousand bucks, oh, I don't want to spend a thousand bucks on marketing. Well, you got to or you're not gonna make the twelve grand. <laughs> so it's just when you sign up, make sure that you identify, okay, hey, what are we comfortable with making? How much do you think we're going to sell from these amount of leads? Ask them, how many leads will I get with this? And then they'll pre- give you projections. They'll say, you'll get 20 people that want a painting estimate. You know? Yeah, that's
1: I mean, making a lot of sense. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure that you set off on the right foot here. Because right now, after you leave this, you're going to head into the direction. You're either going to go back to what you were doing before, or you're actually really going to try this. Now, I know the intention's good. You want to do it, right? But- The doing it is the hard part. So I'm trying to give you some shortcuts because you really just need to be in front of people that want a painting estimate. That's it. And I know you can sell it, right? You're presentable, come with a nice branding, stay with AWP until you guys say, okay, we're getting a lot of flow here. Let's change this to AWP painting. You know, don't get crazy about that, but sign up today, go on Thumbtack, sign up for an account, go on Angie Leads, sign up for an account, call them, set it up, get some leads, find out what that looks like. As soon as a lead comes in, you guys hear me say this.
1: Should we, should we have another employee kind of set in stone before we start busting out these jobs or should I just absolutely not?
0: Absolutely not. Because what's cool is, is that you can time the job for when that employee starts. So let's say you guys hammer out hiring really hard this week and Charlie, let's say you do 10 phone interviews and then Alan does the in-person interview. You both, I think you should both do it. That's powerful. You guys are like a power couple. Go there, both sit in front. I'm serious. Both sit there. You're going to be a little intimidating, but guess what? They're going to be like, all right, this is serious. I think that's probably, do you guys ever do interviews? Have you ever done one?
2: Not yet.
0: Exciting. It's really cool. So, you know, when Charlie, you get a good applicant, email them and say, hey, I'd like to set up a a phone interview with you. You know, uh, what's a good time and the best phone number. You have the best phone number, but you want to see if they actually read what you said and they actually sent a phone number, right? It's a lot of psychology behind this, but you're trying to find people that, Follow instructions. Like that's the whole part of this whole thing. Okay, great. Do the phone interview, do a nice structured phone interview. Alan doesn't need to be a part of that. Once you find someone good, say, Alan, hey, we have a good one. Set up a time for the in person interview at a Starbucks, at a Dunkin' Donuts. Sit down. Okay. Where you sit there and take notes, Charlie, and Alan, you grill them with work questions if you feel as though they need to have a certain skill set, or if you can just identify that they're willing and motivated and hungry. Alan, you set the expectations about, being on time, being presentable, willing to learn what's, what they're going to be doing. Like That's all. That's your job. And then, child, you just take notes. And then you guys say, okay, we're going to call you uh, if we decide to move forward. Don't hire them on the spot. Let them go home. Yeah. Sit down, converse. And then once you guys see that work one time, never change it. Do that every single time. Do not compromise on that. You might get a friend of an employee and say, you know what? He could just start the next day. Don't do that. Take them through the process. Everybody goes through the process. If there's a process, then we can create a result. If we find a good result, then it could be repeated. If the result doesn't come out as good, that just means we have to refine the process. That's business. Mm -hmm. Anything that you guys do in your business from this point forward that does not have a process, you're gambling a poor result. So for example, when you get an Angie lead, a good process would be pick up the phone and call them immediately.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Another process would be, what do we say to that lead when we call? That's the process, Alan. Hey, this is Alan with AWP Painting. Say painting. Who cares? Does tomorrow work for your estimate? I received your information on Angie. Okay, we're going to be in your area at 10 o'clock. Don't say, hey, did you request an estimate on Angie? No, of course they did. So assume that they want to meet with you and assume the close on there. And they say, well, I'm not ready for an estimate. I didn't mean to do it. Oh, that's okay. Well, we typically just come out for free to give you a budget for when you're ready I'm gonna be in your area tomorrow at two, and then you sell them when you get there. They put in the information.
2: Change two though. So we've recently been doing um like a fifty dollar consultation fee for estimates. Oh God,
0: no, not not for painting.
2: Yeah, well, absolutely not. Real estate investors, but for them, yes, we need to change it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, guys. Don't ever mention that ever again in the painting industry, okay? Because it's just you're you're gonna lose business. Yeah. Yeah.
2: To a different contractor now, podcasts and they suggested that we do that so that's a relatively new for us because we felt like we we're
0: yeah. just doing 100 percent
1: i get it i don't think it would really even really go with painting to see the biggest reason to complicate because i feel like every painting estimate i mean of course there's going to be certain things you got to look at so i feel like for the most part with painting estimates you can do it over the phone you know what i mean like you do it painting. over the phone either yeah you said don't
0: never oh, okay. Alan, yeah. i forget whatever you learned from that wherever you learned that from, I'm telling okay. you this, I've sold over $4 million in painting estimates. Okay. We don't do them over the phone in the first two years, man. You know, eventually I transitioned to doing some virtual, but there's power in person, man. You can't convey enthusiasm over the phone. You could, but not as well as you could person to person. I mean, you I, I, I enjoy no, that. I'm I mean, just saying I, you're I in like a position that. of survival right now. Cause right now you're the business you need to, do a do a power transfer so you can grow your business okay so i'm just saying every estimate matters in person because you need reps you need practice so you need consistency you need to learn how to nurture leads Charlie. you need to learn how to stay organized in the office right you need to learn hey you know what five of these leads that we had didn't answer the phone i got to follow up with them right yeah for sure script jobs does that automatically the software that i have because i know that this is an issue Okay. But where I'm getting at with this is maybe you're not ready for that. And that's fine. You just need to learn how to nurture leads, how to call them. And what I was telling you about processes, Alan, is that I broke up a couple processes for you just now. Hiring was one, how we do the, how we do the hiring. Okay. How we nurture leads. When a lead comes in, we call right away. What do we say? How do we say it? Okay. What do we do once they do accept that? Where do we put the calendar uh, in, invite there? How do you get the information on your end? This is all a process. And then where I'm getting at with this, Alan, is that, okay, well, we have on-the-job processes too. How do we paint? What are we going to do? When I go to the estimate, what will we say yes to? What will we say no to? If I ask you to come on and do an estimate for me, Alan, are you going to take on wallpaper and, and popcorn removal? Don't let your remodeler start coming into play. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah that's just, part. Like, oh
0: well, you know, I was thinking I'd like to remove this wall, and you're just think you're just salivating like, oh, I could do it. No,
1: <laughs> no, nah, nah, nah. like, yeah, yeah, I, I got you. That, But we don't
2: need to do that. I just narrow down.
1: down. As long as I get my fix, in the sense of you know, like once this, once the, you know, this side of it gets really rolling, and I don't have to be there as much, you know, yeah. as long yeah, as I as can do something. my, you know, one, you know, one or two days a week, or I one encourage that every two weeks, I you know, love a like, fix of remodel, then we're good.
0: Yeah. Remodel on your own because your other business is running itself. You want to do yeah. remodeling, you're actually going to enjoy it and you're yeah. not going to feel as stressed and pressured. You like to remodel a bathroom and do it, bro. But then, but get this guy running. Okay. So yeah. essentially, with a team of three, you should be hitting about five to 6,500 in sales uh, per week. Okay. That's a team of three. That's a good average. Team of four could do between 6,500 and nine grand if the schedule is optimized. So it's like, you know, if you get a team of four, you should be able to hit, you know, 36,000 in a month. Um, you know, after all your expenses, if you, again, that's optimized at 9,000 a week. I mean, you're making a pretty good income with one team of four doing two to three jobs in a week.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. It know, makes, it's, only, it's, it's, it's genius if you really think you know, about it
0: it is. And then on the side, you're over there building your remodeling side by yourself. And you know what, you might say, okay, I'll just do one of these. And you're going to be able to run out and go do estimates and not feel pressured. I mean, there's a lot of good here. So um, did you have any other questions? I mean, do you feel like this was a, this was helpful? Oh, yeah, yeah definitely 100%. a great
2: starting point. We also had a few questions about um, like using Gusto and when we should start switching over our employee to w yeah. but we could always do that in
0: the next um week. no that's okay how are you paying your current employee now i don't need the dollar amount but is it a is it an hourly rate or is it a piece rate it's hourly, hourly. On most hourly? um
1: well uh, every once in a while like if so like we could because it's remodeling and stuff you know like if there's if there's like a job that he goes out and does like i don't have to go there at all um i pay him on commission based on you know the profit or the profit, whatever, you know, once left at the end of the job, they get a little piece out of it basically instead of doing by the hour. It usually just gives them a little bit more money than by the hour. Uh,
0: Keep the hourly and then, and then do it as a bonus. (laughs) Like that's the best way to do it. Um, uh, To answer your question, Charlie, the best times today. uh, Because Alan, you should be getting paid from your own business through uh, payroll. Uh, you have, you are actually an employee of AWP contracting. Although yes, you are also the owner. You are also assuming the role of an employee. So you should be receiving some sort of salary and compensation for that as opposed to you just taking the profit every time.
1: Yeah. And I actually just listened, Lily. just listened to one of your, ep- your episodes where you did like a so basically you told the guy he needed to do that. And then like if him and his dad, it was him and his dad. I don't, it was probably an episode you did a long time ago. Cause I started from the beginning, you know,
0: so many, dude, I, yeah, but it's, I, I, I think I remember, but him and his dad and give allocating him a salary.
1: Yeah. And then he did like a, you know, like at the end of the month, they did like a dividend out of the dividend for like a bonus for them and stuff. The
0: profit. Yeah. So you, you know, but you got to, build that early don't wait until you actually have because right now I, I would assume that you're the supervisor of the company right you do all the estimates you do all the sales so you're actually doing all the production right so um,
1: with estimates. I mean like okay so Charlie helps
0: with the estimates yeah so like and to be honest Charlie should be on w2 as well you know do you have any other job Charlie
2: Uh, no, just the reason (laughs) why
0: we do this guys is so you guys can prove your income, right? Like when you guys want to buy, if you want to buy another house or you want to get another car, you have a pay stub from AWP contracting. And then, you know, the best case scenario is at the end of the year, you look at all the profit. And then that's when you cut yourself a, a big dividend profit check at the end of the year. And if Charlie is is essentially a 50% owner, which maybe that's not the case, but you guys get it, you know, you'd split it in half or you guys would do it all a one big chunk, but that's how you do it. And to answer your question, you should do Gusto today. You should get that guy on there today. Maybe after you have that conversation, Alan, about the new direction of what you're doing and say, Hey man, look, this isn't working. I'm sorry for being stressed out. I'm sorry for micromanaging you. Let's let's make it better
2: w W-2s and he yeah. should be a W-2 as well. Or I was two gonna
0: two ask no yeah. so you need to assign yourself a salary, Alan. So that's
1: what I was gonna ask. What is like what is
0: I mean? I don't know what your sales are. Um, let's say your sales are what do you have a rough estimate of what you're doing in a monthly? Basis? Like
1: five to six grand a month. Okay,
0: so right now is probably not the time to cut yourself a salary, but you still want to be a W-2 employee under Gusto, onboard yourself under Gusto. So it should just be you and the other person. Um what is, what is, I'm missing something on Augusto?
2: Gusto. Gusto is it's the app he always talks about. Oh, it's
0: just the, it's a payroll uh, processor that essentially allows you to add that person that works for you, plug in how many hours he gets paid and they just take the exact amount of money that he's due out of your bank account and gives him direct deposit. And what it does is when it does that, it actually takes out the taxes and puts it to the right places for you and it also allocates workers comp which you probably need what state are you in North Carolina. i'm pretty sure you need workers comp there so they allocate workers comp so when you bring in this new op- employee you want to have gusto ready so you can say okay we're going to send you an email and the employee is going to be able to onboard themselves so gusto sends them an email the employee fills out all the paperwork puts in their bank account information and then when that employee works 40 hours, all you got to do is put four zero and hit send and it takes out the money and, and pays him and he gets a pay stub. So now you have a little leverage over what they're probably used to. Many people that come from another trade are used to getting a personal check written to them or whatever. Now, what That's what really do you different.
1: suggest for like, So obviously whatever he makes now, you know, if I pay him the same dollar amount after the taxes, it's going to obviously be like a big difference to him. How do you... you
0: Unfortunately, you set yourself up for that. And that's kind of how you have to think, okay, do I overcompensate him to keep him with the same amount he's used to getting? Do I find a little bit less and say, hey, listen... We're doing it legitimately now. The benefits of doing this are, number one, you're going to get a pay stub. So in the event you want to build your credit or you want to get a house or a new apartment or a new car, you have some proof of income, okay? I'm also taking on more expenses as your employer because I have to pay company taxes on your wages. So whatever he pays in Medicare, you have to match, you see? So it's like, again, in terms of being a business owner, you have to be very clear on the expectation. Now, he might say, you know what, I can't do this. And maybe that's a blessing for you. I don't know. <laughs> you know, so in any case, we don't compromise what the business needs for one person's feelings about a decision we need to make. You yeah. know, in other words, you guys need to see yourselves as a million dollar company and make decisions right now as if you were a million dollar company. That's getting a payroll yeah. in place. Yeah, okay? That's, that's you. you know, that's investing in marketing. That's creating rules. And this person who seems to be somebody from what I understand as uh, an independent, somebody that doesn't like to follow instructions to the way you want them done, you might be heading into the wrong direction with that. And he might be a major inhibitor of your growth. You might say, you know what, let's leave him on the remodeling side. Why don't we look for somebody with some painting experience and see what happens first before we do that?
2: Just keep him with the remodeling because he is very independent and I just feel like
0: yeah, he, he
1: listens to stuff
0: fine. It's, but he's
2: been so loyal to us, you know, yeah. that's why we definitely want to keep him on, just maybe not in the painting
0: business. Right. And that's cool. Um, It would just require a little bit extra diligence on your hiring to find what we assume to be a project manager, uh, someone that knows cutting, rolling and spraying, Um, you know, and that's going to be a little harder initially. But if you find the right person, you know, you're in a good position. So you have to do both of these at the same time though. You have to get the marketing ready and you have to do that hire. So, you know, Hey, I'm going to get leads and I'm going to turn those leads into sales. And I have a hire that can actually perform those jobs. To be honest with you, you might think, well, this is kind of risky. You should hire two people at the same time, find that project manager that knows how to paint and then find a helper for them. Okay. It's not really good to send one painter to a job and then say, well, look at the numbers. What would you pay somebody like that? Let's say you pay that project manager $25 an hour. Let's say you pay the helper $16 an hour. That's $41 an hour. Okay. Times eight, eight times four is 32. That's only $350 a day. Yeah. You know? So if you break the numbers down like that, decisions become a lot easier, but you got to be a student of those numbers. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, for sure. We understand.
0: I think, uh, you know, I'd love to have you guys back once you hit that next level. So feel free to jump back on and, um, you have some action steps today. Definitely look into the hiring, get Gusto set up, call Angie leads, get all this going. So you can actually test out this theory. If this painting business is what you really got, what you really want or enjoy. And I hope, uh, hope that leads to freedom for you, Alan. Cause I know right now you feel kind of bogged down. Yes, sir.
1: Yeah. I appreciate it, man.
0: Good luck guys. Thank you so much for your time. You too, Thank man. You too. All right. See you later. Drip Jobs CRM is finally here. That's right. So Drip Jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals. It's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to DripJobs.com, sign up for a free demo, and get your team involved, and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time, it's going to make you money, and you're going to love the features that are built into Drip Jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to DripJobs.com, and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out drip jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you, and I'll catch you on the next episode.